Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads. The mm, it's not the best anymore. <clears throat> Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads, the only show dedicated to the Baldur's Gate franchise. I'm Cameron, and I play Chicklevar the Sorcerer. And I'm Danny, and I'm a barbarian named Balthazar. Whee! What's, how's Balthazar sound when he's coming down the slide? Well, what's what's unfortunate is Balthazar doesn't sound like he's supposed to. How's he sound? He probably sounds like this. You nailed it. Voice two or whatever it is. <laughs> like they have oh, like, my word. I'm got, Balthazar. <laughs> they've got eight voices. They all sound exactly like that. Yeah. You are, you are a Balthazar. I heard a Balthazar and I'm so angry all the time. This is a you're this is almost a Randy Savage. Well, it's it's a it's with a little it's a, ooh it's with a little less ooh yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So wait, the Macho Man would go. Uh, he would go. Oh yeah. But Balthazar, Balthazar says, goes. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I've got an evil butler. I went. You think the Macho Man ever had a evil butler? I'm almost certain he did. Like, they all had little, like, ringside sidekicks. So you remember Paul Bearer? And I think that was his name. <laughs> Paul Bearer. I don't, I don't remember that. That's great, though. That was Undertaker's little buddy. Was Paul? But that's impossible. <laughs> I, I choose to believe it. Like, it, doesn't it feel right? It feels right. That's true. Well, he's the Undertaker. Yeah. Was the Undertaker, uh, you know, for people who, for people uh, not enfranchised into wrestling culture, the Undertaker was a mystical entity from the '90s who um, continues into the day. But I do, did, did he have a magical deal? Was he magical? Was the Undertaker magical? He was, in fact, capable of resurrection. Like of himself he, or others? Of himself. So, like, he was almost uh, he like, could be killed. Well, that's the thing is his big thing is he would be almost assuredly incapacitated, right? He'd be lying on his back in the ring and like there's no way a human being is conscious, is like capable of continuing a wrestling match. Mm -hmm. And his opponent would be gloating. His opponent would be, oh, I can't believe I've done it. And then he would just like rise up without any support. It would be just a crunch like and his back would be perfectly straight and he would just crunch up and he would be as as if he were a little zombie like popping up out of the grave like a vampire. Yes, like a vampire that he would sit straight up at the waist. Yes, at the waist (laughs) (laughs) and with his eyes just completely wide open, but with a blank stare. Dang, and he would take him out. He'd pick him up, put him down. He'd he'd choke slam him. He'd like he'd like he'd do a pile driver. He he had a, like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff in his repertoire. Unfortunately, I think he might not be what we call a cool guy. Well, not back then, but I think he's he's he's. No, I think through. now. <laughs> I think you should check out what he's up to. You let oh, me know. What oh, you think. I thought we were. I'm sorry. I thought that we were talking about the fictional Undertaker. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now he's like he's got an army of the undead. <laughs> he's flying back and forth. He's got wings now. In 2007, he got wings. Oh God! I don't feel like you know what's up. You're you're chastising me. Well, look, I you know I think sometimes when you uh, 
when you like a thing, it's okay to yeah. just never listen to like any updates. You know, there's people that are like, sure, there's new uh, expansions for WoW, but there's a lot of people that just want to play WoW vanilla, right? Yeah. And my uh-huh. fandom of Undertaker is Fam- like famous, famously cool and no problems. WoW vanilla. <laughs> but yeah, my 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 <laughs> understanding and and uh, of affiliation with the Undertaker. It's it's all constrained to a specific time you're period. Affiliation? Are you implying you're affiliated with the Undertaker and his current business ventures? Is Balthazar, that what you're saying? Balthazar might be. Hmm, interesting. If you think about it, Balthazar and Undertaker—that's quite a tag team duo. That is. I mean, Balthazar is probably just uh, like a good tag team duo for anybody. Mm-hmm. He never tags them in. <laughs> yeah, he just does his own thing. Yeah, it's 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 really good for. It's a cushy job. Yeah, if, really if you can is. become Balthazar's uh, tag team duo, you you just get to chill. You get to flex and pose. Mm-hmm. Maybe do maybe maybe pretend to do do some like practice uh, of the Swanton bomb off the side, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the ref mm-hmm. while while Balthazar's uh, hitting the two man over there. He's hitting the two man. Balthazar's like rooting around under the ring, finding potions, finding javelins, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you get, is that your system now? Sure. Whatever that was. Yeah. What are we talking about? Knowles. Hyena people. Did you see uh, one get Summoned born? onto the earth by Enogu, their devil lord. Did you see one? Did you see it get I born? saw a bunch of them. saw a bunch of them. Did you see the cut scene? No. You didn't see it give birth and like come out of a hyena? Body. If you're riding on, if you're rolling around on the risen road, say that five times fast. If you're rolling uh, around, but uh, if you're doing that uh, and uh, hanging out there, you can you can see a hyena that's like giving birth or something, and it explodes and a knoll comes out. I knew this was coming, and so when I saw a lazy hyena sleeping on the road. I shot it with a fireball. Mm. You know? Oh, so you uh, came back here at level five. Ounce of prevention, pound of cure, you know? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, gallon of cure? I don't know exactly what the it's weight whatever, uh, whatever units fireballs are, are measured in. Yeah. No, no, I probably actually cast shatter. I think I was level four, right? Okay. So okay. I, probably, I probably cast shatter on them. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty bing, bang, boom. The reason we're bringing this up it was number one. We forgot you last time. Number two. This is like a like a big roadblock for a lot of people. It's definitely. I would say there are a couple of reasons why this fight is so hard. Uh, one, a, a lot of these knolls in the area, and there's one fight in you know in particular that is tough. But a lot of these knolls have multi attack, and it's kind of an encounter you're generally going to get to at level three or four. Level three, you're just going to be under leveled for the big knoll encounter. Level four, okay, you've got your first feeder ability score increase. You've got some extra spell slots. Cool. But you're just going to get chewed up in the action economy with, like, a bunch of gnolls. Mm-hmm. And especially, uh, like, the big knoll. Did you notice that, like, one of these gnolls are bigger than the other? He's like a flail of Enogu. He's got, he does. Flint. Have, he does got, Flint's got a flail. Yeah. Yeah, 
So how did this thing, how'd you, how'd you line up the encounter? You knew that this was a problem. And I think that the first, your first playthrough, you kind of like slammed your hand in the door, maybe a level or two or too early on this encounter. Yeah, it was no good. Mm -hmm. I mean, this time I just waited and I took them right out. Bing, bang, boom. Oh, wow. Uh, Split them around the rock. Came, came from the, from the West, split them around the rock, got them grouped up, cast shatter right into them, took them out. No issues. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't have to do that. I'm I'm good at gaming. What did you do? I just went up to Flint and and used my bug brain. You talked tur- to him? Yeah. It turns out Flint's got his a name bug- is not Flint. By the way, his name is Flind. Flind. Well, I, I kind of like and Flint. It, and, it, and it's a Flind, not not Flind. A Flind. Yeah, Flind is like a, a it, that's not a proper noun. That's like a like a type. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. I'm I'm going through my footage. I'm finding this this yeah. strange Knoll's name. Mm-hmm. A Flind. Yeah. Is 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 your belief, huh? Yeah, they're like a type of Knoll. Here, look, I'll even send you the fifth edition stat block. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Shows what you know. Boom. From Monsters of the Multiverse, I guess. It's a medium fiend. Vol- maybe you from Volo's Guide to Monsters. This is just yeah, not Volo's what God. I'm interested in. Like, in terms of the way... You that- don't want to know about subtypes of Knoll well, and their power just, hierarchy and I how just close they are to I'm not Yenogu. interested. I, let me give the, the listeners some context. This is just a stat He's block. part demon. He's it's part a bunch demon. of stat block. There's no narrative of on this monster description. It is yeah, a bunch of things I sent you. That, that, that's not an official stat block. That's just someone has has copied it out. Here, fine. Gosh, here's like some blog post from 2018 where someone's like writing about Yinogu aristocracy and shit. Flins are humanoid creatures related to gnolls. They're particularly yeah. strong and vicious gnolls. Yeah. They command their war bands. Yeah, they command the war band. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they've got their flail, so they're kind of a, almost re- a, a religious position because they've got the flail because Yinogu yeah, yeah. has the flail. Yeah, they're more demon. Mm-hmm. Is the deal? Yeah. Knowles, y- y- you're never gonna feel. Ticklefar like- is really interested in kind of the spectrum, right between two extremes. On one hand, is just an average everyday hyena. Sure. On the other hand, is Yinogu, the god of Knowles. Mm-hmm. The Flind is perfectly in the middle. So I guess what the reason why I probably didn't remember this thing's like specific title is mm-hmm. that when I interacted with it, the narrator inter like intermediates because uh, they're they're like a Flind, whatever the name of this particular knoll is, does not mm-hmm. like talk to me. I just get telepathic vibes from it. Yeah, I don't think they can speak. That I don't makes think they sense. Speak common. Yeah, and that probably makes they probably don't need to if, they, no, if their whole thing is just turning the whole world into food. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I use my bug brain and I convince it to um, go and kill those two uh, Zentrum guys that are holed up in the cave. Oh, so they go into the cave and they kill those guys. And then I roll up on a again and I'm getting the vibe that. It's still hungry. And so I say, you know what you should do? Just eat all your knoll buddies. 
Oh, no. And then it eats all the nobodies. And when it's just just the uh, big bado, I, I fill it full of javelins. Now, is this a, uh, you know, like the world of D&D is one of like bioaccumulation, right? Mm. It's like all those eagles that uh, where their shells were too thin from that book. You know what I'm talking about? Sure, yeah. Because like, you know, um, badgers eat snake eggs and they get XP, mm-hmm. you know, and then like a bobcat eats the badger and it gets that XP. Okay. And then like uh, owlbear eats the the bobcat and the owlbear gets the XP and then the owlbear is killed by a human. They get that XP, right? Like mm-hmm. there's kind of a chain of custody going all the way down to like bugs. Sure. When the knoll, when the flind eats all the knolls and the the zinterim fellas, did you did you get way more XP? Yeah, so I think that generally speaking in Baldur's Gate three, every time you, well, okay, so for the zinterim, I think I got an XP, but as the flind was killing the knoll buddies, I was getting those that that those like bits of XP just kind of naturally in the world. Right. Oh, just so, for freebie. Yeah, just little freebies. Like as they died, I was getting that XP because I was like in I the got combat. It, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. But generally speaking, oftentimes when you take the option to avoid combat, you will get an amount of experience roughly commensurate with what it what you would have gotten if you did the combat. Sometimes got more. It. Rarely. Yeah. Well, you took those out. So this is why, but you killed the Zinterim, it sounds like, that were in there. Or uh, you, you engaged with a, a series of events. I didn't right. kill them. The Knolls killed them. Right. Are you using that uh, bug brain power too often? Yeah, I'm using it every time it comes up. You can use every it. Every time it comes up, you're using the bug brain. Yeah. Oh, my word. Ticklevar's never used the bug brain. Ticklevar, suspicious of bug. Oh, yeah. You don't want, you want to get bugged. Everyone is saying you don't want that in there. Well, here's the thing. There's you not can't really... talk to a single person in this game who's like, hey, you, you want that bug in there. That bug's good. Well, here's the thing. Balthazar's no, not that. talking to a lot of people. That are saying things That's maybe about true. bugs. That's maybe true. He's maybe not getting all the info on the ground. There's a lot less information coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of info going out. Yep. Like a lot of people are learning about stuff when Balthazar's around. They learn a lot. Yeah. Hard hmm. lessons. Hmm. The school of hard knocks. Class um. is in. <laughs> Class is always in session. Yeah, Headmaster Balthazar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think the the it would be like if Balthazar had to like stay over the winter with a couple kooky kids? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who like didn't have anywhere to go for a winter break at at, at, at Candlekeep? Balthazar had to hang out with them. How do you think that'd go? Hmm. I feel like those kids would find out about those basilisks down in the Candlekeep, <laughs> like the caves underneath Candlekeep, right? Not enough people are talking about that. No. Not enough people talk about those basilisks that live underneath Candlekeep. You got to be able to hear them down there. You got to be sitting in the library studying and you hear all that kind of stuff. It's an inconvenient truth. Let's face it. <laughs> it really is. Um, it's, it's like buried in the, like the student handbook. Mm-hmm. 
like people are occasionally like, wait, hold on a minute. Have you seen this? Did you see? People you say, know, no, no, if no. there's a um, student run organization or a fraternity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you absolutely know for certain that that's a part of the initiation. You got to run through the basilisk. Gold. Yeah, that's what all those dudes are down there. Yeah, they're just remember people, navigating people who, across all of those uh, petrified corpses. Man, rush is so much more brutal, you know. Well, they, uh, yeah, you got to rush. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you can't be going slow. But yeah, I picked up um, a little uh, another bug. I've collected like several little bugs. Balthazar collected a bug on Nettie's desk. Collected a bug from uh, the Flynn's brain. Wait, the Flynn had a bug? Yeah. Oh, that's how you could talk that's to That's how it. I could talk. Um, huh. There were a couple. So you got a couple b- bugs in a jar. Are you eating them bugs? Uh, so we haven't gotten to the point yet where, uh, you know, you You're can't eat them until you have a dream. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, did you do the owlbear thing? I did do the owlbear thing. Yeah, that's another bug source. There's like a there's a dying dwarf with a bug in his brain, and he's got really? two, he's got two followers. And you talk to the followers, oh. and they're like, "Oh no, oh, our tr- yeah. our true soul buddy, our true soul buddy's dead." And I make tele you know telepathic con you know contact with mm-hmm. bugged dwarf, and he's yeah. just like, "Oh buddy." I'm sorry, and he dies. That uh, is interesting. You know, I remember those uh, uh, fellas you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't run into them in this game. Yeah, they're just in a very specific spot. It's, yeah. You can definitely miss them. Um, but yeah, so I I said, you know what? We're going to go avenge your, your bugged dwarf friend, mm-hmm. and we're going to go fight the owlbear. So I went and I yeah. fought the owlbear. Mm-hmm. It was the mama owlbear. Mama owlbear and baby owlbear. Baby bow bear. Baby bow. Baby bow. Baby So owlbear. I do believe, you know when I said my camp was bugged? Yeah. I Not bugged in the, not, uh, uh, not software like bug bugged. bugged. Yeah. Software bugged, not, uh, hardware bugged, mm-hmm. you know? Hardware bugged is when you got a bug in your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is because I killed the owlbear and, you know, you can, you can, um, if you kill the owlbear and spare the baby owlbear, it can come to your camp. Mm-hmm. I think it the game because this is like something that has appeared and you know there's many Reddit threads about this things like that. The game uh, has tripped the flag that ha- it has appeared at my camp, but it is not in actually my camp. Uh, I think that's what's up, and that's why the game thinks that there is someone or something that you can interact with. Yep, still telling me that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I've played another like ten hours since that started happening maybe that, 15 hours that's a little annoying happening. that it's always going to have this false positive yeah it is annoying it's more than a little it's way annoying hmm yeah anyway so there's an owlbear you can kill it uh it can be it it's kind of played for tragedy but then kind of not then kind of played for laughs because like the owlbear baby eats its dead mother deflationary move it is a deflationary move it feels like mm-hmm I don't know. Feels weird. Hey, uh, you're not playing with Shadowheart. No. Matter I'm of fact, playing, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Shadowheart's s- in my party. Yeah. Shadowheart keeps seeing, you know, there's a, uh, a, what do you call it? Like a mural in the Druid Grove. Okay. And it's like some people uniting together, maybe to fight Char. Kind of what it looks like on the mural. Hmm. 
And she I, she was looking at that and go, hey, what do you think about that? And she said, no, I don't, don't, don't think about it. I said, okay. Then we were behind the windmill and uh, there was a big statue of a lady kind of broken. Mm-hmm. And she was like, whoa, what is that? And I go, what is that? She said, don't talk to me about it. Okay. I said, all right, I won't. She keeps having this, we keep having these cut scenes where like a big purple light shoots through her hand and she goes, ow, shit. And I say, what's going on with that? And she says, don't worry about it. And huh. so uh, just just, just uh, laying that down here because we're about to talk about some goblins. We are. Um, and, and they I are in a temple of they are. Saloon. They are. But before I got to the temple, I did interact okay. with Shadowheart one more time. Uh-huh. I was walking, as one does, mm-hmm. to the goblin temple. Yep. To the to the goblin camp. And I'm I'm yep. I'm walking, I get to a bridge. It's kind of on the west side of the map. Yeah, I get to a bridge and I get this awful headache. I collapse and I get this feeling that there's some entity that is like forcing me to comply. And mm-hmm. I see a vision, and the vision is like, oh my gosh, you see these three silhouettes. You see like a a handsome young man, a pale woman, and a, mm. and, a and a mean old man. <laughs> what? Yeah, you see three of them. Okay. And then the vision is vanished, and there's Shadowheart with her little Rubik's Cube. Like, ah, she's like holding it. It's glowing. In a vision? No, she's in, in real, real life. life. She, she banishes oh. the vision. Oh. Yeah, and I say, what on earth are you doing? And she's like, boy, howdy, you're lucky I'm around. I'm the, I'm the one that prevented you from getting really messed up by that vision and, th- and this terrible, like, influence. This terrible influence, the thing that made you, like, go to your knees, the thing that almost, like, wrecked you there. And boy, howdy, I, it's me that did that. And I said, get away from me. <laughs> and I think Balthazar is pretty justified in that. Balthazar, for all, for all intents and purposes, Balthazar would imagine that like Shadowheart is the source of this weirdness. Right. So I just, and, and she's like, you can't leave me here. Like you need me. And Balthazar says, no, I don't. And I just leave her. And she says, well, I'll just be right here. <laughs> and I left her on uh, the bridge. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Well, uh, what? She's got the little, she's got a little Rubik's cube. Uh, yeah. It's like a dodecahedron or something. And it, and you don't have the Rubik's cube. I don't. Now, a little preview. Do you eventually get the Rubik's cube? I do eventually get the Rubik's cube. Mm. But I never mm. see Shadowheart again. What? Those two things are both true. Ooh. Balthazar's mysterious statements. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Now, was it because your eyes were closed? Or were you perhaps asleep? <laughs> Neither of those things. Huh. Because we've seen we've seen Balthazar do that before. Well, yeah. Huh. Sleep disorder. You think he needs a CPAP? It might be, yeah. You think that's the issue? You think <laughs> Do you think the dark urge is, is uh it's just born out of not sleeping well enough? It might be. Or it might be I might be going around the other way, right? Too much sleep. Oh. Like my REM cycle's messed up because I'm sleeping, I'm like hibernating effectively, right? Uh-huh. Huh. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. What'd you do in the goblin camp? You can do a lot of stuff. I, I see Volo there. 
Um, and I'm like, you know what? I, I, I didn't talk to him in the Grove. Don't need to talk to him now. Not interested. So <laughs> I just bypass him. I buy a bunch of stuff from this goblin merchant mm-hmm. uh, who's cool. He has a lot of great stuff. Now, how'd you get in the goblin camp? Well, I just walked up and I used my bug power. Oh, uh-huh. so there, there's a thing that's going on. We didn't talk about in the previous episode. I think it came up probably in the the ruined town, whatever that was called. Blighted Village, yeah. Blighted Village, there you go. And uh, there's this thing that's going on where some of these goblins, they got a little tattoo on their face. Yeah. And uh, you get a little prompt and a little speechy thing. It glows, and the narrator says something to the effect of authority. Yeah. So you can, like, exercise your uh, bug powers on them. Mm-hmm. And so that so that's what's happening. You're getting up there to the, the, the goblin, because you go across the little bridge. There's a goblin with, like, a like a dire wolf or a warg or something. Yeah. Right? They're chilling out. They're hanging out. I like that wargs are seemingly intelligent. They can, like, have a conversation, too. They just can't speak. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so you had a conversation with that, and you're just like, it was like authority, and you're like, hell yeah, authority. And yeah, just I say, zap I say, them in the old noodle. Yeah, just let me pass, buddy. Mm-hmm. And he does, and I and I think that what's well, interesting, if you're like a drow, if you're the the per- first character to interact with them as drow, they'll just let you through because you're a drow. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, let a drow do anything they want. <laughs> I've read the books. Yeah, they're scary. Mm-hmm. Um. Th- the the amount of experience they got to get to get level two is the same for like a human to get to level seven. No, that's not true. It's some it's like an effective level. It's like a six level adjustment. It's big back in third edition, not in fifth. Yeah, yeah. I don't think in fifth. I think it's all flat. <laughs> yeah, it's all. We don't want to send now. people the wrong way. But yeah, mm-hmm. historically they had to do a lot of other shit because they were cool. They had like innate magical powers level zero. Yeah, fairy fire. <laughs> yeah, fairy fire. You get a uh, orb of, of darkness. darkness. Yeah. yeah, that's good shit. You but get anyway, a dad how- who you got to kick off into an acid bath. <laughs> you do. Well, that's you get the a, reason you, why you, you get you're a, like, when you, you start adventuring, Panther. when you start adventuring, you're, you need to like be level, like have all that experience because you've already killed like half of your family. Yeah. And like half of your graduating class. <laughs> yes. I, again, I've read the books. I know all about it. We need a, uh, Riverdale, but with drow. Uh, under, under, I was gonna say Undertale, but I think that's taken already. Mm-hmm. No, maybe not. You just call it Undertale. That's probably fine. Well, how if if you didn't use Bug Brain to yeah. cow these goblins, how'd yeah. you get past them? I did a little persuasion check. Mm-hmm. I said they said hold on there because they all talk like a like a uh like a Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. You know. And they're all uh, that, 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 and I said, "Hey, I got a bug in my brain, and I've been. I'm here to see the person, mm-hmm. you know. And I did one of them, you know, one of those like the per, hmm, the person, right? Yeah. And uh, the goblin said, "Oh, you mean the drow?" And I went, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I do mean that." And then I said, uh, oh, why is it so loud in there? And they're like, hey, we're celebrating. We just knocked the shit out of uh, Joaquin's promenade over there. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Joaquin's, Joaquin's rest. rest. Yeah. The promenade's a different one. That's an, uh, that's to the south. That's an Afkatla. F- F- mm-hmm. Hey, I wonder if the vampire buyback program, you think that ever worked? 
Well, thinking about I feel like it's Eftcot one of those things policies. where if you didn't hear about it, it worked, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You only hear about it when it, when things break. You think they you think they exported it? We'll have to find out if they exported that policy idea to Baldur's Gate. Uh, that's going to be an interesting discussion. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. But uh, so he says, hey, we're celebrating. You know, we uh, we cast knock on, on Joaquin's rest. Knock the hell out of it. We're back. You got to wear the war colors to be part of our celebration. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I'm from a previous playthrough. I know what they're talking about. He made me put a poo on my face. They, they made you smear poop. They did. And like everyone in my party lost respect for me. Mm. No one liked it. But uh, we got through. Ticklevar's making me an, hard choices. He called me like an asshole and an idiot. You know what I mean? Like he was like real rude about it after after it happened. Mm-hmm. But got in, no issues. Walked around, saw Volo. Now, did you have the vision of the three figures? I did. I think it happened when I was walking across that uh, that that old bridge I was just talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened. But okay. uh, Shadowheart was in my party, so it was less confusing. Sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Goblin Camp, you can do a lot of stuff here. I didn't do much and, uh, you know, only just hang out with the merchant, got some stuff. But, like, there's wild stuff you can do here. Did you know you can, like, poison their, their like, their brew? What? You can, like, find where their beer is and poison it. Huh. Yeah. You can, you can get up to all kinds of shenanigans here. What does that do? Does that kill them? Uh, I think that it, um, it like, reduces a lot of their health to half, and then you've, like, you've really got to do some quick quick thinking and smooth talking to smooth things over. Hmm. hmm But I don't, I don't think you did that. No, I just walked through. Yeah, same. Um, that we find out. How do we find out this information, actually? What that there's three baddos in there. So one, so there are uh, kind of two sources. One, oh, I know Zevlor. Um, yeah. Zevlor told us, you know, there has to be leaders. You got to kill them, but we don't get yes. the exact. But mm-hmm. outside of the blighted village, there is a crude drawing of three oh. figures on a goblin corpse, and you can look at it, and it's like, oh, one's a goblin. One looks like a hobgoblin, like a tall goblin, and one looks like an elf. And that'll update your that'll update your quest log at that point to tell you uh, that uh, there's probably those are probably the three goblin leaders. Really? Yep. Otherwise, uh, you can just talk to like the goblin right inside the shattered temple, and she will tell you all of this information. <laughs> well, so what I how I did it mm-hmm. is I I was uh, you know they said hey. The reason I'm going here, right, is Halson, right? He's in there. Yeah. Is the in the temple? The temple is for of Saloon. They're like in this like good god's temple doing bad shit in there, right? Yeah. And they had captured because of Aridin left him behind, remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh he's down in there, and so I go into the goblin camp and I say, Hey, I gotta go talk to the bosses, and I beeline it right past the bosses. I don't talk to anybody. And I root around, and I find where Halson is, and then he tells me what's ah, up. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. 
that's the little goblin kids are like are throwing rocks and shit at him. They did. I went up to the goblin kids and they were throwing the rocks and I said, Hey, if you get a sharper rock, that can like get through the fur. Jesus. And so they they throw another rock and it is successful. And then the bear gets so angry that the, the so obviously the, the kids won, right? You know that the kids won. Kids win when they make you angry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big kid win. It's a big kid win. So the kids this win. This is the first kid win. It is the first uh, kid we, win. We'll, we'll keep a tracker. Kid win tracker. Number one, goblin kids have won here. Kid win. Now, unfortunately, they will be murdered. Yeah. Uh, so by a bear. Immediately, the bear murders one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Immediately, the bear knocks down the fence, kills like the adult. Now, goblin. how do you think druids square that with nature? Well, yeah, druids get to... Sh- Here's the thing. Because this it- bear is housing the druid shape-shifted into a bear. Well, I don't know that, but yes, that is the but I'm, case. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. spoilers for the thing we're talking about. <laughs> That's occurring. Yeah. Um, yeah, druids can justify absolutely everything by saying that it's just, well, well, I guess that's just survival of the fittest. Like, Darwinism gets you out of everything. Yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of shadow druid shit. That's not mainline druid shit. Well, mainline druid shit is just Darwinism with like a, a, a smile, right? <laughs> like when bad things happen, you're like, oh man, that was bad, but dot dot dot. Like that's the yeah, difference. but that's Whereas, not what they, they would be like. The, the 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 nature is healing. You know, they're those people. How do you how do you kill a goblin kid and be like nature is healing? That's the question. Well, think about all the bears that don't get hit by sharp rocks. Nature's you healing. You think there's like a there's a scale, and on that scale is bear torture and child mm-hmm. murder, and and you and you take just enough weight off the bear torture for it to be equal. Yeah. Okay. All because right. Because the you know Halson looks at that goblin child and sees that whole goblin life. Right. Yeah. No regrets, by the way. Nothing. No. Because here's the deal: if you uh, set this up, if you're Ticklevar and you set this up, and you don't do it that way, and have the uh, you know, kind of offload your goblin child murder onto a different person, right? Onto a druid. They start running away. And they're, they are going to go alert the whole goblin camp to what you're up to. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, Gith Yankee, they just don't have the same relationship to children that Faerunians do. Yeah, Gith Yankee have eggs, not kids. Yeah, right? They just don't, they don't think the same way you or I might. It's different culture, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the whole game is about. Different culture, different culture. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of that. So I'm not going to say what happened, but I think you can put two and two together here. Yeah, maybe we see the footage right here of what's happening. It could be happening. Might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that this sounds like an easier fight for me because it's just like half a dozen goblins and wargs all ganging up on a bear. And eventually we beat the bear so bad that it turns oh, wait, into you're a, allied with the you're allied with the goblins here. We beat the bear so bad. Well, yeah, the moment you pick the dialogue option, uh, yeah, you should use the sharp rocks. Yeah. When the fight breaks out, the bear is hostile and the goblins are not. Oh, yeah. You made the choice uh-huh. then. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Balthazar just defends himself. Yeah, and defends his goblin allies. Well, they were allies in that moment. So yeah, we uh, eventually the bear turns into like a buff human or a buff elf man. But I mean, at that point, still hostile. 
So we keep we keep on attacking him and he's dead. And then I get a quest update saying, I guess we're not getting a cure from Halson. Huh. So is he just dead on the ground? Yeah. Damn. Huh. <laughs> well, I, what what'd he say? <laughs> you know, what, what's, what's the conversation after you saved him? He's like, man, I hate goblins. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he goes, I just hate them. Hey, do you know I was down here to, like, get a bunch of shit? And I said, okay, yeah, sure. I already talked to your guy, and he goes, okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, I'll help you, but, God, if you let me out of here, I'm going to kill every goblin in sight. So, (laughs) you know, make your choice. And I said, why don't you chill here for a while? Yeah, he is very, very, like, um, explicit. He's like, I am not sneaking around. I am not being diplomatic. I am not lying to anybody. No. Goblins kill on sight. Yeah. Yes. So I leave him there and then I uh, rumble around because because he says, hey, if we're going to get out of here, if we're going to keep the Druid Grove alive, we got to kill all their leaders. And he's like, they got like a like a priestess. Grook or something. I don't know what their names are. Uh, priestess. Um, gut. gut I, I knew it was something like that. You got and then you got a uh, uh, like war leader Malabolg. He's like a big, he's like a bugbear or something. Jor Rogslin. Oh yeah, Jor Rogslin. And then Minthara, the yeah. drow like uh, like Vietnam era um what do you call it? Uh like consultant, what were they called? Mercenary advisors. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's the drow advisor who was just here to like oversee torture and murder. Gotcha. Yeah. Real ideology going on here. So um, I went looking for them. Mm-hmm. First, I found one of Aridin's group getting tortured. Oh, yeah. I, I, I talked to this guy. Mm-hmm. I persuaded the goblins to go away, and then I let him go. Well, the goblins were being instructed by a priest of Loviatar. Yeah. Named Abdirak. And I guess yep. Loviatar is like, he's the evil Lathander. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's like, like the evil Ilmater. Ilmater, right? yeah, like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's the, like the, the, Ilmater's like you can you can wound yourself and make the world whole. And what uh, uh, Leviathan asks is, well, what if you could wound other people? <laughs> Would that be better? <laughs> yeah, little yeah. Uh, d- different letters in the in the BDSM like uh, you know spectrum being being. I don't know if they're them. related. I think it's just like uh, <laughs> you know torturing you or torturing them. Who yeah. we torturing? Mm-hmm. They both wake up in the morning and say, who we tortured today, fellas, right? It's the where we dropping boys of Faerun. Exactly. Uh, well, I don't I think it's sexual necessarily, although for him, maybe it is. For Abdirak, it absolutely is. So I have a conversation yeah. with him, and he's like, hey, what's going on? And he like It is very it. funny that you could be like, because you just said, well, for Leviathan, and then you said Abdirak, right? It, it is very funny that this could be like... Uh, for Loviatar, it's like deeply non-sexual, but for Abdurak, it's only sexual. And if oh, you only ever met him, how would you know? That's a hundred percent the case. It's always. Can you why... imagine meeting him and then like going to the temple and being like, "Hey, I'm ready to hang out," and they're like, "Oh, we're not. We don't. We don't do that." It's why I like. I have to meet two priests of any religion before <laughs> right. I form a opinion about the religion. Right. Yeah, you gotta triangulate. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just. You can't be going off half cocked with a little bit of knowledge no little bit of knowledge is a very dangerous thing yeah um so i talked to abdurak and he's like man 
what's your vibe, dude? And I'm like, yeah, I like, I kill a lot of people. And he's like, oh man, we're like, we've got a lot in common. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me give you something. I said, what are you going to give me? He's like, I'm going to give you Leviatar's gift. And he's like, you're going to need to like stand over there in the corner or in the, in, in this alcove with your back turned to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm going to give uh-huh. you Leviatar's gift. So I go over there. And he hits me. And it's like a very tiny hit. I've got, I'm like level five at this point. I got a lot of hit points. Yeah. And he's like, what do you think about that? And in every uh, turn, I get to like, you is that all you've got? Uh-huh. And I, I have to do like constitution checks and whatnot. Um, and I succeed on three of them. And he's like, oh, my God. You're so impressive. Leviatar's super impressed with you. And I get Leviatar's gift. And from now on, whenever I am 30% health or lower, I get like plus Mm -hmm. two to attack and plus two to damage. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hard to be mad about that. Yeah. Pretty good. All you had to do was get, but he, you know, so I did this not in this game, but in a different game. Mm Mm-hmm. He's making a lot of like sex noises back there while this is going. Oh, he's loving it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I told those goblins to that I, I was taken over and then let their guy go. And then mm-hmm. didn't... I think I talked to him. He's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I think I'm good. I don't need this. Ticklevar yeah. is not about whatever this is. Yeah. This seems like a step too far in some direction. Mm-hmm. But then um, do it alone around um, and uh, kind of just, you know, uncomplicatedly cleaned up shop here, right? Sure. So uh, went to Minthara. A little bit of external game knowledge here. I, uh, in the most recent patch, right, or in one of the, maybe not patch five, but maybe patch four, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. in a recent patch, they have made it, because Minthara is a recruitable character, mm-hmm. but is only recruitable historically in the game if you side with the goblins mm-hmm. over the druids and slaughter everyone in the druid camp, mm-hmm. which I, Ticklevar is not interested in doing. So, in, in a recent patch somewhere here, they made it to where if you uh, clonker on the old noodle with, uh, um, what do you call it, non-lethal damage, mm-hmm. that it's still unlocked. You can still recruit her at some point. Correct. Because the, the problem is, if you don't side with her, mm-hmm. then the, the way you resolve the quest is by uh, you, your choices her. if you want to recruit her later are either don't resolve the quest... Or killer, so that's right. What they so yeah they've uh, they've they should have fixed the the lethal damage. So did you uh, did you were you able to defeat Menthara and mm-hmm. you know use the uh, non lethal damage? Yep, cool. Did it? I'd already learned my lesson about non lethal arrows, so I was able to. I think I think I. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, sure. I'm 99% sure that I non-lethally did it, but now that we're talking about it in this very moment, I'm not 100% sure I didn't shoot her with an arrow. Well, in Act Um, 2, you will be able to very quickly ascertain whether or not... How quickly? Uh, I can tell you later. Okay. Yeah. All right. But anyway, so did that. Um, Drawer Ragzall. Well, I uh, I interacted with Minthar as well. What'd you do? She was like, hey, do you know where the druids are? And I was like, yeah, they're here. (laughs) informative Balthazar. Yeah. And so she said, cool, you can meet me there. I'm, I'm taking the, the goblins there. So she like gathered up several dozen goblins. What? And left the temple. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, did that make killing the other goblins easier? Uh, I think it's a little bit easier to, like, move around without aggroing. There's, like, a fewer goblins in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Then I went to Princess, uh, or Priestess, not Princess, Priestess Princess. Gut, and uh, she was branding people. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, this is the brand of the Absolute. And she offered to brand me, and I was like, sure. Absolutely no downsides to getting branded. You just get to, like, use four pieces of equipment you wouldn't be able to use otherwise. There's no downside to it? No downside. No one ever looks at you and they're like, what is this cult brand on your face? It's on your face. Um, I don't think for me it is. Because mm. the, the, the thing, that the symbol that you see on the face is like a magical sigil that, like, yeah. pops up when you evoke the brand. But the brand's just, like, somewhere. Like your arm or something. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then she senses bug brain, and I sense she has bug brain as well. And she's like, oh, man, there's some weird you've got. And and what I get from the conversation is she doesn't know she has bug brain. She's got bug brain, but she thinks bug brain is something that is not bug. What does she think it is? She just thinks, oh, that the, the, the absolute some deity has contacted her. The goblins have like abandoned abandoned like goblin the goblin pantheon yeah who's there at mount magoobliet somewhere around there yeah i think it's magoobliet hold on magoobliet i'll I'll give it a whole maglubiet maglubiet something like that um he's like weirdly sexual you want to see us let let me see you this little picture on the whole i'm not looking at it goblins don't fuck I don't think they... I'm not saying they do. You can be sexual and not fuck. I'm pretty sure. That's Look not, at them. That's not sexual. There's something going on there. Does this goblin have riz? <laughs> is, this, is that what they mean when they say riz? Maybe. Charisma. Nah, I don't think that's what it means. It means something else. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you know that uh, Maglubiet was served by Kior Morbeg and Nomagiana? No. Did you know that Nomagiana is the patron deity of uh, Hobgoblins, also pays fealty to Maglubiet? Hmm. Did I didn't know, know that, gobl- uh, Hobgoblins had, had their own thing. Yeah. Nomagiana. Yeah. Damn. You want to see what Nomagiana looks like? Yeah. Let me show you here. I'll do a little look at that. I'll uh, I'll save these in the uh, in the Dropbox so you can put mm-hmm. them in the episode. Noma Gaia, Gaia, yeah, it's got a hyphen here. Was the hobgoblin god of warfare and authoritarianism? Mmm. I like it. I like the axe and sword. Yeah. I think more. I think more species need to have a god of authoritarianism. I like that. That's mm-hmm. fun. A god of a very specific political ideology. That's yeah. good. Um, so but, anyway, uh, after yeah. after I after we kind of commune telepathically, uh, Priestess Gut says, "Hey, I, you know, you should let me take a look at you." And I said, "Well, maybe in private." So Priestess Gut, blah, 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 blah. we walk over to Priestess Gut's office, 
Mm-hmm. And um, I say, well, I'm going to kill you now that you're away from all your goblin pals. And I do that. I do that by throwing javelins at Priestess Gut's face. Yep. Um, I kind of did that with Gut. E- easy to do. Uh, if you go talk to Kratom, uh, uh, what was his name again? <laughs> I... I- the other goblin, the hobgoblin. Ah, uh, Dror Ragslin. Dror Ragslin, that's right. If you go talk to him, he's like trying to like commune with an illithid from the dead. Yeah, trying to cast, uh, speak speak to dead, right? Yeah, that shouldn't work, right? They don't have a soul. Mm. Don't you need a soul to be spoken to from the dead? Well, that's lore we don't know, but I, I mean, do, is that public knowledge that illithids don't have souls? I think that's just like a known thing. Mm-hmm. If not, people are going to learn about it. I'll tell you what. They will. Anyway. He's trying to do that, and uh, this is the only time so far in the whole game that Ticklevar has used his his mind powers to control Jor Ragslin to prevent him from asking who killed you, which would mm. reveal Ticklevar as the That's murder. right. That's right. Um, and then we killed him. Oh, like in a Bing. big, the the big set piece fight of uh, kind of yeah. this first part of Act One. Big melee. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple. Who are the humans who are hanging around? Are they? They're like um, absolute cultists or something. They're, they're just absolute cultists. We don't yeah. really know. Okay. Absolute cult symbol is a uh, upside down triangle with a skull on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just hanging around. I thought they'd have more to say. Yeah, same thing. I don't even know if I interact with Dror Ragslin. I think I, like, move up the staircase kind of to the balcony mm. behind him because that mm-hmm. is optimal returning pike-throwing zone. Yeah. Yeah. So what's really fun is when you are higher and you have, like, the high ground advantage mm-hmm. uh, and with and you're using throwing weapons, you get, you get to kind of double dip. You throw and you do your regular throw damage. And then the game does a calculation on crushing damage that the object does due to gravity. What? Yeah, so like <laughs> when you drop stuff in this game, it will do damage in accordance with like how far it fell and its weight. So the obviously my my little pike, it's not super super heavy, but it'll just yeah. do like an extra d4 damage. Just because it fell from some height. Now, that can be a problem, I've found, because it's a returning pike, and it will return Mm -hmm. after you attack with it. But sometimes the crushing damage is applied after the attack damage, and then the game gets confused on whether or not I threw it or or dropped it. Hmm. So there's like, you know, you would not necessarily enjoy this this play style for two reasons. One, there's just, you've got to be really diligent about looking to see whether your returning weapon actually returned. Um, And second, because it's traveling in an arc, just because you can see something and you have line of sight does not mean you can actually hit it because the arc might like hit a stalactite Mm -hmm. or something. Right. Right. Um, But yeah, I, uh, I take care of these jokers in Jor Ragslin's zone and kill him. And, and, and with that, I've taken care of two of the leaders I've gotten their little uh, mind parasites or little bugs. But I've got some, I, I look at my journal and I realize I've got some unfinished business in the Grove. Uh-huh, but, so you got to go check out what they're up to over there. Well, the thing is, I, I open up the journal and I, re, you know, I, 
I noted this way back when I talked to Zevlor. Remember when I talked to Zevlor, I was like, why don't you just kill these druids? And Zevlor is like, well, they're pretty tough. And I said, okay, noted. Well, I'm opening up my journal and I'm just kind of scrolling through. And there's one journal entry that just says, kill Kaga. So I'm like, okay, zap over to, to the Emerald Grove. I go into Who Ka- told you to kill Kaga? Well, kind of me, kind of Zevlor. Zevlor does say, well, the thought has crossed my mind. But, huh. it, but it is definitely like a route to accomplish the the quest, right? Of Zevlor. They've mm-hmm. got a problem. The druids are going to kick them out. So that is a way to solve it if you kill Kaga, because obviously yeah, she's a bad apple, right? Okay. So I zip over to the Druid Grove, and I use a turn. I use my double throw and my bonus action throw, and I kill Kaga. And I leave the inner sanctum, and all hell is broken loose in the Emerald Grove. And, like, all of the tieflings are fighting all of the druids. Oh, no. And I, I hate to tell you, the druids You've are winning. You've the balance. Yeah, the druids are winning. Of course they are. They're magical, and the, this is their lair. The only, here's the thing, the only druid that is on my side is Wrath. CTO. Yeah, because he knows. Because he knows. Because he's he, he knows thought, how bad she was at CEO. Yeah, and every, she didn't even understand the the stack. No, she did. There's not. There's a huge amount of technical debt that that she just never understood. But you know what? All her underlings they liked her. Oh, that's right. Hugely popular with the rank and file, but in, in terms of specialists, they hated her. Yeah. So I'm having to go through, this is like, it takes time. I'm just having to like slowly move through the, uh, the, the Emerald Grove and like get into different fights. There's like several fights and different independent initiative orders. And just because you're in one fight doesn't mean you're in all of the fights. And so like all the fights are happening and I'm like making my way through the, uh, Grove and eventually I kill the last druid and like, Mm -hmm. Probably half of the refugees are dead. It's like a lot of the tieflings died because like really it was just like a handful of tieflings and Zevlor that like really knew how to fight. Yeah, that's kind of the whole deal. Yeah. That's um, why they were refugees. Yeah. So um, they weren't a military who was just chilling out. They're just random people. Yeah. They got they're Most of them are dirt farmers. They got four HP. Yeah. So they don't even have a constitution modifier. They so, just rolled high with the one D four. So Zevlor's like, "Oh man, this is just <laughs> truly awful." Why'd I give you this quest? <laughs> but I why but, did I do that? But I but I I still succeeded. Any suggestion in the quest. can become a quest. That's actually a problem. It right? really like, is. In the world, in a world of quest logs, any idle thought, which is like, "Well, I wish I owned a plane. I guess I'd do anything I could to get a plane." And Balthazar walks by and hears that. Boom! He's stealing planes. Yeah. Uh, this is this was the promise of Radiant AI, right? For the Elder Scroll games, you would just I have like know. a randomly yeah. generated uh, conversation. Be like, mm-hmm. man, I wish somebody would bring me twenty cups. I love <laughs> twenty cups, and I miss them. My family needs twenty cups. I heard a dragon over there had my sweet roll. <laughs> yeah. So I lost my stuffed bear in over there. So now that I took care of all of the druids, the only druid left is Wrath, 
And he's like, I can't believe, Korga, it's good that she's gone, but uh, the, the grove is shattered. And then I'm like, oh, well, nobody is doing the Rite of Thorns, this awful, you know, thing that was going to seal away the grove. So I went and mm-hmm. I grabbed the idol of Sylvanas. And I stealing holy relics. Yeah. And I went to Maul in her hideout and gave it to her. And she's like, that's awesome. Thank you. Another quest success. And I'm like, hey, where's my cut? And she gives me like a few hundred gold. Cool. Yeah. Now, where are those goblins? Well, that's the thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Minthara makes telepathic communication with me. Some kind of goblin army is on the way. Yeah. And she says, hey, uh, we're going to be waiting outside you need to like raise the gate and then we if you raise the gate if you get inside or you've earned their trust you raise the gate we'll be able to like storm the uh the the Mm -hmm. emerald grove and and we'll win yeah they'll cast a couple cantrips and go for either you know maybe grape shot or depending maybe brain freeze depending on um what the opponent has in their deck yes yeah so I talk to, uh, I go to the gate after all of this is done. All the druids are dead. And I'm talking to Zevlor. And um, I actually, I, I think the, the signal might be me blowing the horn. And all of the goblins start showing up, all the wargs and such. And mm-hmm. Zevlor's like, oh my gosh, you brought, the, you brought the goblins here? And I'm like, yeah. I brought all and the you're goblins. like, I learned it from you, Zevlor. I brought all you the goblins. You blew that horn. And and Zevlor, even after I say, yeah, I brought him here. And Zevlor's like, why did you do this? And the, the kind of obvious dark urge answer mm-hmm. is, I want to see mountains of corpses. Mountains. That's and a it, dark urge answer? I think it might be. I think, or it might be. I just hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's the top answer for me. Um, and uh, Zevlor looks at me, he's like, you, and then there's this moment of like who he is dealing with. Yeah. And he Balthazar. says, oh my God. Uh, like, oh my God. And then I pick him up and throw him from the, uh, the, the battlement down into the goblin army. What? And throw returning pikes at him and he dies. What? Yeah, I, I pick him up and throw Is that him. a cutscene you pick him up? No, that's in combat. <laughs> so you pushed him. No, I pick him up and throw him. How can you pick people up and throw If them? your strength is high enough, which I drink a potion of hill giant strength as a bonus action. <laughs> there's a pick up button? Yeah, when you hit the throw button, bef- while yeah. you're, like, there's all these things you can throw in your inventory, but you can yeah. click things on the battlefield you can pick what? items on the battlefield you can, you can click a person though? yes you can pick a person as long as your strength is high enough to b- carry their weight to like hold their it. weight Baldur's Gate 3 I gotta look this up Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3 strength for picking up person 19 yeah so it, it 18 you can pick up a goblin yeah so the the that's like I gotta a- get. I gotta get on this. <laughs> the, the fact that Carlac is not grabbing dudes and throwing them in every combat is. Yeah, I'm doing everyone a disservice. You are. And here's the thing: when you pick up a guy and throw at throw that guy at another guy, you're dealing damage to both of them. It's efficient. Yeah, both guys get hurt. That's that's real. That, that's a that's a simulation. Yeah. 
Gary's t- writing down those rules from Arneson o- over the phone in the legendary phone call, and he's going in his head. You can see the gears clicking. He goes, Dave's not even thinking about. He's not even thinking a little bit about what happens when you throw a guy to another guy. Yeah. You know? Well, love him or hate him, <laughs> he was thinking about what happens when you throw a guy to another guy. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the guy Gaxian promise. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, Zevlor's dead, and with that, there's really no one left. Well, it sounds like everyone's dead. Everyone, yeah. The, they, they Even Wrath? Through. Even your guy Wrath? Wrath dies. The, the, the goblins and the wargs and the bugbears, they sweep through the druid's grove. And I meet Minthara in like kind of the little area where Zevlor uh, was giving out his quests earlier. And there's just like a bu- they're really hammering it home. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of level one tieflings. They don't have weapons. They do not attack you. They just like run around and cower. And yeah. They all die. That's sad. Yeah. And I'm thinking this whole time uh, that I'll be able to like, I'll still be able to see Maul because Maul and her kids were in a hideout. And I was thinking like, you remember those, uh, those, that little uh, village in Fallout 3 of all the kids? Uh, little Lamplight. Little Lamplight. And you know how like, they, you can't kill kids. Who can't? Like just in Fallout. In like Bethesda yeah, they games, don't let you do it. You do you you aren't allowed. It's not a thing that like the game will allow you. And like the that that encampment in Fallout Three is like specifically poking fun at that kind of mechanical restriction. Um, so I go into the hideout, and there's just a bunch of dead kids in there. Maul's oh, dead. No. All of the kids are dead, and the goblins like are standing over them. And one of the goblins says. Man, I was I was expecting him to fight back. A goblin kid would have fought back. Jesus. Lathander. Helm. So I pick up uh, the Idol of Sylvanas because it gives me proficiency in animal handling. But where do you equip it? Uh, no, it's just in. if it's in your inventory, everybody within like a two meter radius has animal handling and nature proficiency. It's weird. Yeah. Huh. And that wraps up that quest line for me. Well, did you learn anything about the absolute? I kind of do. I was, I'm, I'm able to talk to uh, Minthara about it. What's she saying? She's, you know, she's, I can tell, uh, she's like, she's a true believer. And she's like, oh, the absolute blesses us this day. And I'm like, when I go to camp, all of the goblins are in my camp. They're like drinking beer and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Menthar is like, hey, you're mine tonight. In like a sexy way. What? Yeah. What? She's like. For what? For about, murder? Yeah, Balthazar, you 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 got me you got me riled up with all that murder, with all that returning pike throwing. Hmm. And you won't hmm. believe what happens when I go to bed. It might not even be appropriate to talk about. You know, I do wonder how much of the sex scenes can I show on YouTube. I might have to censor it with your face. You might. No, I wouldn't do that. It's titling. But yeah, we might have to censor it. I don't know. I need to like look at the guidelines. Yeah, see what other people are doing. Yeah. 
Okay. But do, do you want to know what happens? What happens? Do you want the play-by-play? I don't. I don't think I need the play. I can do. I can get like a couple sentences. I don't need like the beat by beat. I don't mm-hmm. need you to describe it to me lasciviously. And mm-hmm. so, what it sounds like you're trying to do here? No, I'm not. It, this is what it sounds like. Well, what happens is we do have sex. Okay. I, I assumed based and we're, on what you said. <laughs> and we're we're having a we're having a cuddle afterwards. Yeah. And the thought occurs to me to snap Minthara's neck. What? And so I snap her neck and kill her. Is this a dark urge thing? Yes. It's gotta be. Yeah. God, the dark urge is like some real shit. Yeah. God. And you know what sucks? What the fuck? Minthara had a bug in her brain, and because <laughs> the cutscene occurs in like a it doesn't actually occur in camp. It occurs in like some other instance in the game. So mm-hmm. her corpse is gone. I'm, I'm never able to, re- to recover her bug from her brain. Oh, no. I know. Oh, poor Balthazar. Poor Balthazar. Can't eat the bug. Mm-hmm. Well, I just killed all the, uh, I killed all the gobos. Mm-hmm. And then went back and I said, hey, everybody, I killed all the gobos. And they said, yay. And they said, what about this Kaga thing? I said, don't you worry, because I've already gotten rid of her, because I did her side quest already. Oh, yeah. So what's the deal with that? Uh, it's easy. She's a shadow druid. Mm-hmm. You remember, uh, what was it, Feldorn? Yeah, that's right. So you said you found, like, a note, like a suspicious yeah, it's, it's, note in her chest. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, like, not that complicated. It's like, go to the bog, you go to the bog, you find a little note from a shadow druid that's like, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, Kaga, you're a shadow druid, too. Do what we're telling you to. And you can go back and confront her. And uh, you're like, hey, I know you're a shadow druid. Just like in Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, I'm aware of shadow druidry. And uh, you should respect my knowledge, my realm's lore. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, you got me. I can't believe I did that. And then, you, and then I like, talk to her, and she's like, but I just wanted power, you know, like uh, she does like a Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, maybe she she has like the perspective on the world of like a 12 year old. Sure. Like, I can't believe all the things I did that were bad. I can't believe I almost killed that kid with my snake. Who all, who seems evil. And uh, when you know it, a bunch of little animals in the Druids Grove turn into shadow Druids and they go, all right, we'll we'll deal with this, won't we? Ah. And I had to kill a bunch of shadow druids. So what's really funny is all of the rats in the inner sanctum, mm-hmm. they're named. Yeah. They're like, they had yeah. their names. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of the animals in the, that's not weird because I, be, I do believe that all the animals in the inner, the grove have names. Uh, maybe except the oxen, right? Because those might They're be, not in I, the grove. They're yeah. tiefling. Yeah. They're the tieflings own them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's there, right. There you go. So it doesn't stick out. Gotcha. Because so like you, that bird that Nettie heals, its name's like. Jefferson or whatever. That's right. So you convince Kaga the of the error of her ways via yeah. like persuasion checks, I guess. I did a classic good guy on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Halson comes back and how does like Halson deal with Kaga after all this? He doesn't really deal with her. He's just like, I'm putting someone else in charge. You know. Dang. It's not Kaga, it's some other person. It's gotta be Wrath, right? No, it's not Wrath. I think it's the lady who's like tinkering around right outside the uh, inner sanctum door. I don't remember her name. Wow. 
It's just like some. Oh no, maybe it's someone from outside. Actually, anyway, oh he yeah, says that's how I remember person. it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm bringing in an external uh, source in order to make sure we get some objectivity on the business practices, you know, of the thing. Basically, calling in the Pinkertons on this one to mm-hmm. make sure that that everything runs in shipshape. Because Halson says, Hey, guess what? You save the Tieflings. You killed the goblins. You save the Druid Grove. You need to figure out what's going on with this absolute shit. And like everyone's telling me this. Yeah. And I'm going and I'm going, okay, fine. But uh we have a party. They say, let's party at your camp. We mm-hmm. go to my camp, we party, none of it works. I have no footage of it working. Oh no. It's just random shit. It's just some people standing around. I can't talk to anyone. I can't talk to Zevlor. I can't talk to I can talk to Halson. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's just like, I get the vibes of the big celebration scene without any of the actual celebration scene. That's a shame. It is a shame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we Currently waited, I'm having we all waited kinds five of... patches. We were, we were, we waited five we patches did. so they'd, so they'd patch it all, but it's still, there's, there's still a lot of bugs. Yeah, just look for it on YouTube. Just type in party scene, good stuff, no glitches. <laughs> you know something like that mm-hmm. um so we did that and uh there's like a few other things to do because you need to get to basically the next zone we've heard the phrase moonrise tower i think more than once probably yeah. at this point so we got like a hint that maybe we got to go there there's an overland route in an underland route. Halson offers me both of these. He says, hey, you can go under the ground to Moonrise Tower uh, in the Underdark, or you could go like through uh, the mountains or something, Mountain Pass. Yeah. And uh, guess what? What's that? We did both. Yeah, we both did both. <laughs> and yeah. if you, so if you don't kill Minthara, Mm-hmm. Menthara will end up telling you, hey, if you want, we we should meet up at Moonrise Towers. Take the mountain pass. Here's a lyre or a lute. Mm-hmm. Play play this instrument and like um, someone will come and like uh, escort you to Moonrise. Huh. So the game, like if you were to only take one, if you go the evil route... They suggest that you take the mountain pass, and that kind of links up perfectly to where the escort quest begins for evil characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you and Housen kind of pushes you or like encourages encourages mm-hmm. you to take the underdark way because he's he kind of like says it's safer, although I don't necessarily think that's the case. But I, that's a billion percent false. Like, it you is, ever heard? You ever heard a <laughs> druid try to kill you in real time? <laughs> Oh, go through the Underdark. Go through the Underdark. Go through the place where there could be a, uh, within two minutes, a spectator can uh, ambush you. Yeah, like a baby beholder. Mm-hmm. Go to the place where there's a bullet running around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the worst possible suggestion anyone could give you. But the reason why he's doing that is there's kind of this natural progression of if you clear the, um, if you clear the uh, Shattered Sanctum slash Old Saloon Temple, there is a mm-hmm. path directly to the Underdark from, like, in that temple via a puzzle that they have, like, significantly simplified in the uh, in the full release. 
mm-hmm. and you can go to the uh, Underdark that way, and then you go through the Underdark and go across a lake and through another zone, and then you pop out, and you will actually be met by, like, a Harper group of people. So, like, these are kind of, like, the ways in which the games kind of imagines you if you were to only do one, if you were good versus evil, which way play do you go, which way do you go, but we'll be doing both of them, uh, both of us. But before we do either of the kind of paths out of Act 1, we will, in the next episode, do the Underdark, which is this big old zone with a bunch of content not related to any of the stuff that we've interacted with thus far. And it's just, it is stuff you can do. It is quests you can do and monsters you can kill and uh, you can ignore it. Or you can do it to get some stuff and experience. And so, oh, yeah. It's like you are... I think if you go through the mountain pra- pass, you are harming yourself. Like, the the amount of, like, just powerful shit that's down there in the Underdark and, like, there's, like, a whole level's worth of experience. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're, like, behind. Yeah. Because I when, don't understand why there's two two options. Because be when we compare uh, the Underdark, I don't even think it should be in the same. You know, ultimately there is the the zone beyond the Underdark is called Grimforge, and there's kind of a equivalence. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing. There's a rough equivalence of the Grimforge and the Kresh. Like if those were the two options, then you'd be like, okay, well, there's two different things there. It's got some mm-hmm. stuff, but the fact that there is an Underdark that is as big as the wilderness that we talked about. And we're going to be having yeah. like another full episode of under dark side quests, the same way that last episode we had wilderness side quests mm-hmm. and that that specific zone is attached to one of the two paths out of act one and not the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it does really change things. I mean, in my playthrough and in a lot of like the play, like the games I've played after my very first playthrough, I'll like the kind of, natural way that I play the game is I'll like dip into the Underdark and do something and then pop back up and maybe do the Knolls after I get some experience in the in the Underdark, etc. It's kind of like almost a, a parallel area of leveling that's a bit higher level than the Wilderness. But yeah, it's just, it's big. It's, it's big and I'm sure you'll be able to share your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think the Underdark is good. I think, a little preview, I think the Underdark is good. I think the Mountain Pass is bad. (laughs) Like, real bad. Okay, yeah. And it should be removed from the game. Mm -hmm. There's still time to remove things from the game. Yeah. Um, Okay, I think that's it. I think that's it. We're going to have to start next episode by, you know, definitely by this point in both of our playthroughs, we've had a dream. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to talk about the dream we've had because it's kind of the the plot of this game knocking on our door and be like, hey, playing Baldur's Gate. Oh, what's going on? 20 hours mm-hmm. in. Let me uh, let me introduce the plot to you. Yeah. You're interested in this plot. You introduce. <laughs> no, I, I, you, you've seen three people. Have you thought about what they're up to and if they're related to anything? Yeah. Isn't it wild that you have full agency despite the fact that you have bug brain? Yeah. Have you thought about who saved your life when you were tumulting out of the sky into the ground those answers and more next episode patreon.com slash range touch to support the show if you'd like to do that you can go down to the episode description below to get an rss feed of 
Mages and Murder Dads, if you want to do that, to listen to it as a podcast. And, uh, of course, due to some machinery, this is available as a podcast on YouTube Music, if you want to do that. So we'll be back in two weeks with the next episode. We're talking about the Underdark first, question mark? Yeah, Dream and Underdark. Dream and Underdark. Okay. Ciao. Wise, 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 wise. Say it the right and the